right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and Domination Sports Nation, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I know a lot of people were getting excited because it is now time, if you haven't hit it already, to hit that panic button. But we talked about that on last week's show. Want to go ahead after another great weekend of action in the NFL, talk about some things that went on and here today to do so in regards to some quarterback issues, wide receiver issues, and matchups for week four, including a doghouse as well. Our two great guests, indeed, they're my fellow hosts here on the show. They're from the Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris and Dom Lardieri, and guys, great to have you on the show once again. Thanks for having us. As always, a pleasure to have you guys on. Dom, I'm going to hit you up first. This past weekend saw some injuries. Before we go into the major quarterback issues that a lot of people are now going through, especially if they took rookie quarterbacks, certain issues happened as far as injuries this weekend, major injuries. I know for people out there who, like me, got an auto pick on Christian McCaffrey, certainly feeling it. I was very apprehensive about even thinking about drafting him because of his injury history. And when I got into a draft late and I picked him, I knew it was you know, treading on thin ice. And sure enough, it did. It fell through. He did get a hamstring injury. He's out for a few weeks. Your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey's injury. This just continues for fantasy owners. Other major points of interest in week three. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Well, obviously, two top running backs went out. McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook didn't play last week either. So Yes, you, which was a bummer for my other fantasy team. Yeah, you just got to go find those guys on the waiver. I believe the Panthers' backup is Chuba Hubbard. He's a rookie. Uh, watched him a lot in college. He's an explosive running back. So you're going to definitely have to prioritize him in the waivers, especially because they go through tomorrow. And then also Alexander Madison as well. He had a great game. So... Might as well try to pick him up because who knows, Dalvin Cook could re-aggravate that injury. Same thing with McCaffrey. I know that this is a continued issue. And Chris, I wanted to ask you this. I mean, if you're a fantasy owner out there, I mean, are are you looking to trade him at this point so you can get some type of returns? It looks like it's only going to be a two or three week injury, but still it's something that this is going to continually happen year in, year out, I think, with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't know what kind of value you could get for him now because it's like the book is out on him. You know, he's going to get hurt. It's just a matter of will it be a season ender or a few week issue. So uh, I think what you have to do, Gerald, um, something you and I and maybe not Dom's generation is familiar with, the return of the handcuff. So if you've got a top running back, especially one that's injury prone, like Cook and McCaffrey, you have to get his back up. On a smaller scale, Dom and I did in one of our leagues. we got Daryl Henderson. And we decided later on to take a flyer on Sony Michelle. I know Patriots fans aren't fans of his, but 
you know, look, already Henderson's gotten hurt a couple weeks in, and Michelle looks like he's going to be the featured back for some time. I wouldn't necessarily advocate that, but, you know, we had the ability to do it in a later round. But if you've got a star running back like that, and there is a legitimate number two behind him that can plug and play, I think you need that insurance policy, despite what the experts seem to be saying here in the 2020s. Absolutely. And Dom, you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, unfortunately for me, like I said, in the other league that I have was a late scratch, uh, and he has a nagging injury as well. What do you hear in regards to him possibly being in the lineup for this weekend, or is he going to be out for another week? I haven't heard anything of him practicing, but I heard there's optimism. So there haven't been a lot of updates, but they're hoping that he'll be able to play. It's just that questionable. You don't know. You're going to have to hear Sunday morning if he's going to be available or not. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys after a spirited week three in the NFL, which I got a chance to check out the latest stadium along with SoFi, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Got a chance to check it out here for the Raiders in overtime, squeaking out the win. First up is a fantasy question, and Derek Carr has thrown for over 1,200 yards so far on the season, thrown six touchdowns, two interceptions, one of which was so funny because I was literally behind the play watching and seeing the whole thing develop, Chris, and it was just so funny to see how you could tell that interception was going to go just it was just it was so obvious where he was getting pressured a little bit just enough and you could see that play develop and you knew the interception was happening as soon as he threw the ball and you knew it was going all the way back for pick six and to hear the Raiders fans that were around me you know we were all just kind of just super bummed and the 25 percent Miami Dolphins fans were going crazy but then it seemed to turn around from there for the Raiders and they ultimately pulled out the victory in OT the first thing I wanted to ask you is Derek Carr, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions, pretty good numbers right now, just in, right around the top 10. He's like 9 to 11. He's been hanging around there for the past couple of weeks. Your thoughts on Derek Carr as a possible QB1? I think with the way he's playing, he is worthy of a QB1 right now. Um, clearly, something's changed in that offense. I don't know if it's Gruden. I don't know if it's maybe... Carr's command of it another year in. Um, Henry Ruggs kind of emerging as more of a deep threat versus someone who didn't play a heck of a lot last year. We know he's going to throw to Waller, but the numbers don't lie. And, uh, you know, this week they go into L.A. to SoFi to play the Chargers on Monday night. I would expect him to continue to be able to to air it out, and uh, I, I don't see that trend stopping. But like you said, with that reward comes some risk he's prone to the ints and uh as long as you can bear that i think he's better than a lot of other options out there i mean right now i'd take him like we mentioned last week if you're stuck with daniel jones would you really, really rather have him or Carr? um even kirk cousins who had a nice week he's so up and down i think i'd rather have Carr at this point well it's so funny because he's going to go down to la socal and the sofi stadium Another stadium which I'd like to go ahead and visit, and he's going to go ahead and match up against Justin Herbert, who broke out for this season after struggling in the first couple of weeks, and broke out really, really well in a great game against the Kansas City Chiefs and played extremely well, got 30 fantasy points roughly for last weekend, and big return for individuals. And I already got the trade offers in my other league, 
for him already. <laughs> you know, as soon as that happened magically, I was already getting the trade offers. So I'm very amused by that. But be that as it may, I mean, we're seeing some of these quarterbacks that we typically would see really do well, Dom, over the past couple of years or so start to struggle and not playing up to the capabilities. We're seeing some surprises like Derek Carr being at a level, I think, that a little bit higher than I think what a lot of people had predicted. And most importantly, this vaunted group of rookie quarterbacks, which were thrown out there to the wolves and people were expecting some decent returns. That's not happening right now because all of them are struggling and all of them are struggling hard. Yeah, I think the Bears and the 49ers are right to keep their rookie quarterback safe and go with the veterans. And all of a sudden, with Andy Dolan getting injured, the Bears threw Justin Fields to the Wolves this week against the Browns. And he got sacked nine times. He only threw for 68 yards. So if you picked him up in a league, I would definitely recommend dropping him. I, I don't have a lot of faith in him or even Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. They have not played up to what they've been able. They just haven't been able to do anything. They don't have anything around them, honestly. So I think all those rookie quarterbacks are struggling. Mac Jones in New England also kind of struggled as well, Chris. I mean, he started off with some hope that he might actually be that game manager that everybody was predicting he would be uh, where he was picked because he was not the one of the highest of the quarterbacks that were drafted, like middle of the first round. But people saw some potential in him as a great game manager and started off well. But this past weekend, it showed he's a little bit, you know, behind the times as far as struggling. Uh, and I know him and other rookies, they're going to go through that rookie wall. I would like to see, though, later this year, if we're saying the same things or if we start seeing the potential, like we have some other previous rookie quarterbacks in the past couple of years that in the tail end of the year, I think really started to work some things out. Yeah. And I think they will, they hit kind of a tough part of the schedule here too, after playing the jets, you know, the, the saints have a good defense and now they're going to have the homecoming, the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough. And, you know, the Buccaneers after losing last week are going to be ready for revenge. So I think he's going to struggle here. Uh, he may very well be a good NFL quarterback down the road or even in the latter half of the season, as you alluded to, but I don't think he has any fantasy value. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things I wanted to ask you before I hit it back to Dom, Chris, is that the Raiders, getting back to them, this is a football question. They're 3-0. and They have had a little bit of the luck, the Las Vegas gambler's luck, per se, 
on their side for the first three weeks. Your thoughts on the Raiders? Is this something that uh, you can, can see consistently down the road as the Raiders being a competitive team? Do you see them being a team that is going to be hard to stop? I personally think they've been work, working some pixie dust type deals as far as John Gruden just working some magic as best he can. I still don't hold the highest of hopes for them to be consistent for the rest of the season. I mean, it was fun, kind of funny. People were laughing and people were like groaning at the same time when he tried to go for a fourth and one on his own 35 this past weekend. And everybody in the stadium was groaning and laughing at all at the same breath. The Miami Dolphins fans were laughing and the Raiders fans were groaning. But your thoughts on the Raiders? Do you really think this 3-0 start is legit? Here's what I think. I think they're a better team than they have been the past few years, but I don't think they're going to necessarily run away with the AFC West. Like they're at the top right now, 3-0 and tied with the Broncos. But you hit on something, Gerald. John Gruden. I don't trust him. Uh, he made some questionable calls in the first game, the Monday Night Epic against the Ravens, whether it's his in-game management, play calls, things like that. And he did it again, like early in that game, going for it on your own 35. Like, what's the need for that? And that's what worries me. Between him and, like we said, Carr with the turnovers, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to go on a massive losing streak, but look, um, last year they're very unlucky. There are a lot of close games they lost. This year they're getting that, the, the coins flipping their way. But again, I still have questions about Gruden. And until he can kind of figure this out and work out whatever it is in his head that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, uh, I think you've always got to worry about that with the Raiders. But that said, look, the Chiefs are struggling. The, the Raiders could be positioned, especially with the extra wild card spot again in, in the NFL, where they could make a playoff run even as a wild card. So I, I do think there's optimism, but I don't think this is a team we're looking at that's going to win 12, 13 games this year. I agree with you on that. After seeing them live and in, in person, I think they have a lot of luck right now on their side. And you know what happens here in Vegas when, when the luck runs out. <laughs> uh, quickly. Town, yes, it can run out very quickly. And this town was not built on winners. I'll just say that again. Said that before. <laughs> we'll say it again. But, Dom, I wanted to ask you this real quick. When it comes to what you're seeing, before we get into a, a week four preview, I wanted to go ahead and hear your thoughts on this. Again, it just seems to me as seemingly the past two, three years with the past emphasis and an emphasis on the past, much more so than run. We're seeing a lot of running backs not getting kind of production that you thought you were going to get from them. Reliance is now much more on the passing game and the quarterback and the wide receivers. You've been scanning, I'm sure, the waiver wire and also as far as working the, the your your team as far as wide receivers are concerned. Can you give people out there an idea on some wide receivers that you've been thinking about utilizing or have been utilizing on your team so far? Well, obviously, Rondale Moore, he had a great week in week two, didn't do the greatest last week against the Jaguars. But I think especially if someone gets injured on the Cardinals like A.J. Green or DeAndre Hopkins, hopefully they don't because Hopkins is a great receiver. But if any of those guys get hurt, Rondell Moore is right there. They incorporate him a lot. I saw him almost get a jet sweep touchdown last week when they were in the red zone, and they ended up giving a touchdown to James Conner. But guys like that, and also another guy like Tim Patrick on the Broncos team has been doing really well. Uh, K.J. Hamler, Torrey's ACL, Jerry Judy, had a terrible ankle injury in week one. So it's only Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick left uh, the wide receiver core. So those two guys are going to get a lot of targets. 
They are going to get a lot of targets, and that at that Arizona offense right now is so prolific. I mean, if you've got anyone on their team, it's feast or famine. Seems like you can go ahead and Kyler Murray's going to get you the points, but everyone else is like you, like Chris. You're going to get a wide receiver. One of them is going to really do well, Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore. You know, it seems like they all can get like the 50 to 70 yard range, and then one of them will bust out for over 100. It just seems like it's very difficult to choose which one is going to work out when. Absolutely. I mean, I know last week I advocated for a lot of the Cardinals and Connor thankfully uh, proved me right, but you just never know. But with teams like that, where I feel like the offense is, as you said, so prolific and the ball gets spread around, I, I think you at least have to give, if you've got one of those receivers, for instance, on the Cardinals, give them a shot in the flex because, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen other than Kyler Murray's going to air it out and something good's going to happen at some point. And I think it's better than some of the other wide receiver options in this league. I mean, you saw how Jalen Waddle kind of struggled with the change in quarterback. Devontae Smith, you know, on Monday night, uh, a guy who showed some promise in week one, you know, as Hurts struggled, so did he. So um, I think those types of guys are worth a shot. And, and let's not forget about one of our favorite fantasy football i'll call him a wide receiver three or flex fill in periodically the emmanuel sanders train has started up again i feel like the guy's on a different team every year but once he starts scoring touchdowns he gets on a bit of a roll so that's another receiver to keep your eye on always reminds me of nelson aguilar yeah yeah just you know he seems to only catch touchdowns when he catches the ball so and people forget things that you know that he is actually on a team. He's actually on the New New England Patriots right now. He had a good week one, and then just yeah, it's just because of the issues going on with Mac Jones and inconsistency there. It just seems like there's a long ways to go for for him before he's able to go ahead and really mesh with Aguilar or any of the other receivers right there. But we'll wait and see. Again, I don't want to go ahead and put these rookie quarterbacks out to pasture entirely, but I would say if you're looking at a rookie quarterback, I would say hold off, pick them up as a free agent on the back half of the year when they've worked out some kinks and hopefully they've stayed upright, except for Justin Fields, who after nine sacks, I'm not sure how he's staying upright. But yes, uh, just make sure you go ahead and keep an eye out for them, maybe on the back half of the year if you need a backup QB on that. But not right now, some rough times right now. Once again, I'm with Dominic and Chris Lardieri, the guys from Domination Sports Nation. You got to go ahead and check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Dom, before we head on out and before we get to the woof, 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 the doghouse, you got to go ahead and let me know for week four, what are some matchups that you're looking at for fantasy owners out there? Well, anyone on the Chiefs, they're playing against the struggling Eagles this week. And I'm also... Looking at anyone that's on the Bengals, the Jaguars, I mean, 0-3, they have not played well at all. And I'm looking at Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, and I don't know if T. Higgins will be able to come back, but even even Joe Mixon, those will be good starts. And obviously, the Titans playing the Jets this week. If you have Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, I don't know if A.J. Brown's healthy. I saw he got a little bit banged up last week, but any of those players on those teams will get you a lot of points this week. And Derrick Henry has been scoring touchdowns. Not only is he getting the yards for you, he's been getting you touchdowns, Dom. So I think 
so he, I've always taken Derrick Henry in the past. Uh, this year I wasn't able to get to him because he was already selected. But, Dom, I want to hear your thoughts on Derrick Henry. I think this could be the year he finally really gets the entire body of work, yards and touchdowns. Yeah, well, last year he had a, a lot of great games, but he was very streaky and get a lot of points some weeks, and then he would go on spurts of getting like three touchdowns a game. So this year they're incorporating him a lot more pass-catching-wise. They're not just giving it the ball to him running-wise. So he's going to get you passing yards and rushing yards, and like you said, he's getting a lot more touchdowns. I I, I really am happy for the kid. I, he's produced a lot for me. He's really helped me win a, a lot of games over the past two, three years. So. I really, even though I don't have him, I'm still rooting for the kids. So I'm hoping the best for him. But Chris, before we get to the doghouse, any thoughts on week four and some matchups that you're looking at and that fantasy owners should be aware of? Yeah, I'm going to throw a defense out there. We're starting to play the waiver wire with our defenses and streaming them. And uh, I really like the way New Orleans played against the Patriots this past week and Look who comes to town their first game at the Superdome, the lowly New York Giants, my New York Giants for the record. Uh, I I think that's a good plug-and-play option out there if they're on waivers. And then there are two key NFC West matchups coming up, the Seahawks at the 49ers and the aforementioned Cardinals uh, against the Rams. And uh, while you would look on paper and think, especially with the Rams and, and the way the 49ers have been in the past, all their defenses are good. They may be able to shut down their opponents. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case this week. I think they'll both be slugfests. I think both teams will be looking to air it out. Um, you saw the wonder of Aaron Rodgers with 37 ticks on the clock coming back to lead his team to victory, but they were able to throw on that 49ers secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson did that again. And uh, like we said, if, uh, you know, Aaron Donald's one of the greatest defensive players of all time, but Kyler Murray can move and he can throw on the run. And I feel like he'll be able to get some more yards through the air and definitely always a threat to score running the ball. So those are two games where I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see shootouts. I wouldn't be surprised at all either. I'm really thinking that it looks like it's going to be another great weekend in the NFL. So I'm really hoping for that and got to cut down on the, uh, especially the injuries to the running back position, because again, we're seeing an issue with running backs, the depth and, and just really not seeing where we can go ahead and, and find some good, good outlets outside of what we, what you guys mentioned in Carolina. So Outside of that, you know, right now it's going to be some some hard goings for people out there if they don't pick him up off of waivers. So listen to us. And if you have any questions, at Inside Sports FF on Twitter and also as well, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. But Dom, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and ask you, what has been working for your team so far after three weeks? Let me know your thoughts on what's been clicking so far for you this season. Well, obviously, Kyler Murray, he's been great. Last week wasn't the greatest compared to his first two weeks, but he still gets us a lot of points. And Devontae Adams, my dad and I loved him last year. Aaron Rodgers loves to throw to him. He's the wide receiver one there. He gets all the targets, and he had a great Sunday night football game. And then also Terry McLaurin, I liked him going into this year. We got him as well. And then Jonathan Taylor, who's yet to break out, he's been getting us decent points for not scoring a touchdown yet this season. then I have DeAndre Swift in all three of my leagues. I have a lot of hope in him. He had a great week last week for being injured. He 
gets a lot of passing catches from Jared Goff because Jared Goff has no one to throw to. Um, and then tight end wise, we have Tyler Higby. I like him as well with Stafford throwing all those passes. So I think it's just a well-rounded team, and I think we have a better team than we did last year. Well, there you go. There's the word right there for you from the guys at Domination Sports Nation. You got to check out their podcast each and every time a new episode pops up, wherever you get your podcasts. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, Check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, if you have any questions for us at Inside Sports FF on Twitter and also as well, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. But before we head on out, we got to go take a trip because woof, 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 we're headed to the doghouse. Chris? Thank you, Gerald. I'd also like to thank our local team here in LA, the Rams. They were home dogs. They crushed Tom Brady and the Bucks. They made me look smart. So uh nice to be undefeated, albeit for one week in the doghouse. This week you know Gerald and Dom, I love home underdogs and there was one out there. Uh the Vikings getting two and a half at home against the Browns. Uh, honestly I'd like it to be three or at least the three in the hook and then I thought long and hard, and while they had a nice win last week against the Seahawks, we know as Kirk Cousins giveth, he taketh away, so shied away from that one. But I managed to find another dog, a game we mentioned also here in L.A., the Las Vegas Raiders, which I still have a hard time getting used to, playing the L.A. Chargers, which I equally am not used to saying on Monday night, key AFC West matchup. The Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, do I think the Raiders win? I think they have a good shot, but... One thing I'll say is the Chargers, if you look at their games this year, they've all been close. When the Cowboys beat them, it came down to a Zerline field goal at the end of the game. Um, as I always advocate, and this is for entertainment purposes only, I always try to get that hooked at extra half a point. And if the Chargers keep it close and edge one out like they did again last week against the Chiefs and they beat the Raiders by three, well, you've covered your wager. So I uh, wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders win outright, but I like that little bit of insurance and what I think will be a an excellent Monday night matchup. Take the Raiders getting the three and a half. There you go. So far they've been very competitive and three and oh undefeated. That's the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see right there for you. That's coming up on Monday night in week four in the NFL. But Dom and Chris, it's been great having you board once again. I tell you what, if you get a chance again, if you have any lineup changes, trade offers that you want to discuss, waiver wire claims. Anything out there in regards to fantasy football, let us know at Inside Sports FF on Twitter or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. Well, Dom and Chris, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough for stopping by. Dom and Chris, I'll start with you, Dom. Any last thoughts on the way out? I got nothing besides Matthew Stafford. If you have him as a backup or if you don't have a lot of quarterback depth or he's out there in your league, Go and add Matthew Stafford. He's been tearing it up these first three weeks. And if you have Cooper Cup, he's an automatic start as well. I'm not getting on the Rams bandwagon. I've been a fan of them since they came to L.A. But I'm just saying Matthew Stafford has been great. Start him. Um, obviously, if you have a 
top five quarterback, start them over Matthew Stafford. But if you don't have a lot of quarterback depth, I would definitely start Stafford. Are you sure outside of Kyler Murray, isn't he right now the most productive quarterback in the NFL? I mean, maybe Mahomes? I think uh, he has Kyler- to be, yeah, and a lot less turnovers too than Mahomes apparently. Yeah, Mahomes has not had a great start, and so has the Chiefs. I mean, I'm just saying, Cooper Cup right now is the leader right now for everyone. That includes quarterback, running backs, et cetera, et cetera. So I think right now Cooper Cup is a definite play, and if you're not playing him, you're crazy. And to me as well, I wanted to go ahead and mention that if you're not playing Matthew Stafford, that's also something that you really want to reconsider because he's got one of the best touchdown-interception ratios right now in the NFL. He's got almost 1,000 yards. He's really doing well, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, outside of Mahomes, Murray, even Kirk Cousins is playing well. So how about that? I'll tell you what, Chris, any last thoughts on the way out? Kirk Cousins, who would have thunk? Yeah, yeah. Uh know a lot of Minnesota Viking fans in our family who would uh, give you a lecture about good old Kirk, but uh, enjoy it while it lasts, I'll say that. But my thought is also related to quarterbacks, you know, the bye week's starting a little earlier this year, and Justin Herbert's going to be on a bye here very shortly. So if you haven't already, scour the waiver wire. If uh, someone like a Cousins happens to be out there, or um, insanely enough, if you do see someone like Stafford, uh, which you know, I, I highly doubt he's out there, but you never know. Sometimes people uh, only hold on to one quarterback at times, and someone can slip through the cracks. Um Anyone except Daniel Jones, I say go get yourself a quarterback. Like you said, don't pick up the rookies. Make sure you have them because the bye weeks are around the corner. You don't want to be caught asleep at the wheel if Herbert's off and you've got to go start a Daniel Jones or uh, I don't know who else, Dom. Uh, You really don't want to start Andy Dalton, right? So um, make, make sure you've got that solidified before your players start taking that week off. I want to give a big shout out to Josh Allen, who is not as high as I think a lot of people were expecting, but he's still a top 10 player with seven touchdowns and one interception and 800 yards. And Jalen Hurts, who even with the Philadelphia Eagles struggling and they didn't look good against the Cowboys, that's for sure, still with his running ability, keeps him up there for fantasy owners. So if you got a chance, take a look, maybe make some trades, work some magic. Big shout also as well to Mike Williams, who I think is really coming into his own with another good season. I think right now playing well for the Chargers, got four touchdowns. Can he make it? Can he keep this going? We'll wait and see. But my gosh, good times right now if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan. And hopefully we'll get a chance to touch on the L.A. Rams next week. But guys, it's been great having you on. Want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me here. Looking forward to you guys to sit in the hosting chairs next week on Tuesday when we go ahead and record this. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts again. And again, if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear your thoughts at Inside Sports FF, plus also as well, IS Fantasy Football at Yahoo.com. Great times indeed for week four coming around the corner. We're looking forward to another great weekend of football, and we'll be back next week to talk some more fantasy football goodness right here at inside sports fantasy football